welcome to the Pain and Pride Quarterly Slush Pile. We thought of this uh, podcast as a way to share with you our editorial process. We hope you like it. We hope you enjoy it. And we hope you understand why it takes so long for us to respond to you. Um, keep sending work to Painter Bride because we care this much. You're about to hear just how much. Um, I'm going to start in Philly because that's what I always do. Um, I am Kathleen Volkmiller, and um, we're here in the Corman studio in Philadelphia. And on my left is a very special guest, Tammy Polino. Hi, Tammy. Hi. Good morning. Uh, can you tell us anything about you? Sure. Um, I live in Collingswood, New Jersey. Woo-hoo! I'm a jur- journalist for the USA Today Network in the Mid-Atlantic region. Mm-hmm. Focusing Woo-hoo. on features and primarily food these days because that's what people want to read about. Sure. Who doesn't want to focus on food? And I love that you're not listing. And I'm a poet. And I'm a poet. <laughs> She's a poet. She's a very good friend of BJ Ward's and she runs yeah. poetry things as well. Um, so, yeah, busy, busy writing lady. Um, and next to her is Tim Fitz. Hello, I'm Tim Fitz, and I teach here at Drexel, and I'm a short story writer and novelist. Um, I have two short story collections out, Go Home and Cry for Yourselves and Hypothermia. And um, sitting next to me is Britt. Hello, everyone. I am Britt, and I am the co-op for Drexel Publishing Group. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Okay, so we have two (laughs) for our... The other two of our triumvirate are out in the world at large. We've got, um, I, I don't know why I always bounce it to Marion first, but I do. Marion, the farther away one. Talk yes, to the us. further away and upside down one. I love that Tammy said good morning because I'm about to say good evening. It's um, 6.30 here in the evening in Abu Dhabi. Uh, this is Marion Wren. I direct the writing program here at NYU uh, out here in Abu Dhabi. And I am a, a longtime passionate collaborator and editor in the Pain and Bride Quarterly Project. And I'm going to bounce it from way out here in the Middle East to Brooklyn. Boink. Hi. I'm actually, I'm actually in Trebekah again today. I'm back in my office. I converted my, um, <laughs> I converted my, my uh, desk into a standing desk. Yeah, like, but yeah, but it looks. I want to see cool. how you converted it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, I just, I just moved the monitor on top of the, the what do you call it, the CPU, the central processing unit. <laughs> well, there, that's the way. And, and then MacGyver, MacGyver. And, yeah, and then I put the keyboard on top of a, a Tupperware box Perfect. that I keep um, food in because it's it's mouse proof. We have mice. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a little ragtag. I look, I look a little crazy. I, if, if I started push pins with like red yarn to connect like, <laughs> different things on my board, it would kind of fit. That's um, awesome. But yeah, I, I am, I'm, I'm happily in my office at Tribeca with no windows. So I have no idea what the weather is like. It's like a casino. Yeah. It could be, yeah. It could be two in the morning. It could be midnight. It could be four in the afternoon. I don't know. Yeah. We're, we're in a windowless studio. My office is windowless, but I do have a real standing desk. Oh, you know? I'm so jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it took me three years. They, uh, I guess Drexel would buy like however many at a time. And it was literally, literally a lottery system. You had to send an email. I want one. And then they would pick from whoever sent them and say, I want one. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. So I have a real one, but you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to um, give everybody a tip. 
uh, I saw somebody do this, a student who was a really busy woman. And she literally carried around with her three stacking uh, plastic drawers. You know, imagine drawers that open, but all made of plastic. And in one, (laughs) she had her laptop. And then another should have pencils and pictures. She carried a mobile desk with her everywhere she went. Like not on wheels, just like just carrying them in her hands, hit. carrying them in front of her, this little stack of boxes. Oh. And then she could stand at any table, pull the laptop out. And, okay. and so imagine maybe I shouldn't call them boxes as much as drawers. Stackable I mean, I see drawers. it. I totally see it. I'm just yeah. like, I it just it just sounds really like a lot to carry. I guess that's cumbersome. Right, that right. Funny. But you know what? It worked for her, man. She was running around campus and she had everything she needed with her everywhere she went. I thought, she had one of those like rolling backpacks. Like that would be awesome if she also had it like with wheels. I don't know. I just know that she's going to be our president someday. <laughs> all, I <know>. <laughs> <laughs> all I know is soon she'll be in charge. And I am going on record as saying so. <laughs> so anyway, okay. That's your tip for today, slushies. Uh, there might be more. Hold on. We'll see. Um, today we have three poems by one poet. His name is Kyle Watson Brown, and we thank him profoundly for allowing us to read and discuss the, this work online. Um, who would like to read Too Many Funerals? Can I read it? Oh, I'd love for you to read it, Jason. Thank okay. you. Too Many Funerals. My undertoes are not the ones I show you. Sheets of ice stained with salt and SPF 78 gunmetal grease runoffs sucking back the xenon haze. No shells, no towels, no balls of greasy dough, not even the quiet closure of junky needles in you heel to mark the hours passing. That vanishing point where fingernails and necks and teeth conspire to meet blind on February shores. Thank you, sir. What a great reading. The syntax is so weird. Oh my God, it's so weird. I'm so glad to hear you say right? that. The syntax is so weird. What it's like, happening? it's so like, that, it's like typo, typo syntax. Like what is happening in that third stanza? No shells, no towels, no balls of greasy dough, not even the quiet closure of junky needles in your heel. Oh, I, I didn't even try to make sense of it. I, I took was that like, as a typo. No, you read it so beautifully, now I don't know. The, what are you saying, Tammy? The, the spelling of heel? I thought it was of junky needles in your heel. In yeah. your heel. Mm-hmm. In your, but Jason read it like addressing a heel, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but, but can it also mean, it could, be. could the typo be you heel, H-E-A-L? I, um, I think it's a foot. Oh, not even the quiet closure of junky needles in you. He, that would be in you heels? No, no. Because closure, closure would be right. The noun for the it's verb. spelled like like the part of your body. It's not spelled right. like getting better. And then right. you can right. you can inject in your. I mean, junkies like have to find like increasingly like sure. Like you, you run out of places to inject. You have to keep finding new veins, right? Mm-hmm. But I think this is somebody stepping on a needle, like yeah, the ones that oh. have in our neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I saw the stepping on it. Oh. Okay, I didn't. Yeah. Because the heel doesn't have the vein. 
I was so okay. confused. It was like a Michael Palmer poem or something. I was just like, wow. Unless like, you inject it into the meat. But, but I don't know, like maybe like, so I guess that's the thing, slushies. Like when a poem is like super strong and crafted and then there are these moments where you're like, shit, is that intentional or is that a typo? Like we spend hours trying to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, that's why it takes us so long. It's your fault after that's all. It takes us so long. <laughs> like, that's either genius or he forgot to proofread. <laughs> right. <laughs> or both, right? I don't know. I, all right. I don't know. Well, let's try to, let's get over that part and read it as your, I guess, so that we can discuss other parts. And I, I want to discuss the first line. My undertoes are not the ones I show you. The first two lines, I ju- I'm in. Like that right. so pulls me in, in, in its weirdness and intimacy. Love it. I agree. That I just absolutely, absolutely pulled me into the poem right away. And yeah. I, I like that it is teasing that this is going to get intimate, but it, it doesn't quite do that. It keeps yeah. us at a distance. We stay on yeah. the shore. That's a good way of putting it. I was thinking about that too. I don't, it, there is no intimacy. I'm, I'm observing. Right. Well, and also it, it sets you up to not really, like the idea, you know, so too many funerals, um, you're expecting this poem about death, you're expecting this poem. And, and it's, it's almost like, um, funny there's like a kind of dark humor to that too many yeah. funerals um and then my undertoes are not the one i show you already sets up this kind of idea that what you're going to see is not what's there that you know i'm showing you these things but i'm there's also the ones that i'm not showing you what i'm showing you is not the real one that my undertoes are not the ones i show you that what i'm showing you as my undertoes are not the undertoes that are my undertoes <laughs> mm-hmm. like i was just like i i was so turned around it takes so long right. to unpack yeah. um and I'm totally in, like, in that line. I, I do I do get kind of lost in um, the third and fourth stanza. Like, I kind of expected the image system from the second stanza to sort of, like, get explained. Like, I don't really, I don't understand SPF 78, and I don't understand Xenon Hayes, and I don't understand, like, the grease, <laughs> the gunmetal grease that comes back with the greasy dough. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't really... Yeah. I'm a little, I'm totally Isn't that lost. like the funk that you have on when it's, when it's um, snowed or rained and all that gunk that gets in the uh, city gutters. Mm-hmm. Dough is what didn't, dough is a weird word choice for me. If you are, I hear what you're saying about being slush pile, right? Yeah. <laughs> the sludge and the, you know, grungy ice. Doughy though gives me something different than icy snowy. Yeah, that image doesn't really resonate with me, that line, but. um, I think I was getting very boardwalk literal with that, Mm -hmm. even though I don't think this poem is really about the shore at all. But um, that's how I took it, because we say no shells, no towels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No balls of greasy dough. So no Zeppeli on the boardwalk. Like that's how I took it, which ah, might be absolutely yeah. nothing yeah. to do with this, but that is why I wasn't totally pulled out of the poem. Towels. I see why towels and undertow got you to the shore. Right. <laughs> well, on shells. Right. That's, that's now, junk, junkie needles works here, but I've been thinking a lot lately about the word junkie because when we talk about stories in class, the word junkie comes up every once in a while. And it, it's occurred to me that that word once 
was used to describe the heroin addict that you see nodding off, you know, in the park or wherever. But now mm-hmm. it seems to have transformed into an offensive term because so many students have parents who have become heroin addicts that once they just got in a car wreck, they had a job, they were an insurance salesman, they got on opioids, then they started crushing the opioids and they ran out of opioids and now they're on heroin. And when mm-hmm. I start, when I use the word junkie, every once in a while I see a wince and I think, mm-hmm. uh oh, that word's shifted. And yeah. maybe I should start saying heroin addict or something right. else instead of the slang because it's not someone who was just playing with playing with stuff that got out of hand. Mm-hmm. Those people we don't have as much sympathy for because everybody knows what happens when you start shooting heroin. You turn into a junkie. But that's not mm-hmm. what's happening anymore. Well, and in, I, in journalism, we've even shifted away from addict to <clears throat> a person with an addiction to opioids. That's, you know, you're taking the, you're taking the label yeah. away and, wow. and, and with that distance, it's more of a condition than a mm-hmm. label. When I ask my classes, how many have a firsthand addict in their family because mm-hmm. of a doctor's irresponsibility, every hand goes up. Get out really? of here. It's everybody. It's so common. It's so common. Like mm-hmm. if someone's in their direct family or, you know, mm-hmm. is the furthest is aunt or uncle. Everybody's got mm-hmm. one. Wow. Yeah. Mm-mm. Now, see, I took um, maybe it was the gunmetal, gunmetal grease shells. I thought were bullet shells. Well, then where's the SPF for you? Because yeah. in common parlance, SPF means um, it's sunblock. Again, sure, sure. Again, I don't see this as that's what the poem's about. Right. But that it to me, that is. No, you're right. I just thought I thought no shell like people are dying without bullets. Mm-hmm. No shells. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But we've got undertoes, we've got SPF, we've got towels, we've got shells, we've got greasy dough, and we've got shores. So. Right. And it's sort of, it's, you have this like very wintry ice and, and mm-hmm. slush, and then you have this like very bright sun. And so that's a little confusing. February. It's February. February. So nobody's at the shore. I, we took SPF 78. Like, like that, is that like, what does it come that high? Yeah. 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 yeah you can get it that 78 is low now. Yeah. This is like the cage generation. Yeah. You can get 78. Yeah. I have, I wear an SPF 50 every day. You got to crank it up, Jason. Mm-hmm. I'm get, not. Do a hundred. You better I, run. At that point, I'm just going to wear white paint. <laughs> <laughs> like any higher. Run from interior space like, to interior space. I am sitting here with a sunburned nose right now. And I don't want to get off on oh, that tangent, but I, I, it's super I, cute. I, <laughs> I had layers of SPF on my nose this weekend and I still got a sunburn. Jason, you need to go get a scan. If you've been walking around only with 78, you need a scan. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Oddly, that brings us back to too many funerals, which is the title of the poem, yeah. right? I know we're sort of joking around about skin cancer, but the poem, the, that title is, is, um, leads me into the land of, of suffering and addiction for sure. Right. And, um, what was that Darren Aronofsky film that was like shot in Requiem like, for a Dream. That's it. Like the poem oh. feels like it's working that milieu, right? Like a right. kind of, you know, February beach town where people are deeply caught in their own horrific suffering. Right. And yet 
and yeah, the poem hits this, like, I don't know, like, um, atmospheric lyrical quality, right? The vanishing yeah. point where fingernails and neck and teeth conspire to meet blind on February shores, right? Like it's, it's a strange, strange tone. And is that vicious to you guys? Fingernails and necks and teeth? Mm-hmm. People clawing and chewing at each other? Like your neck is yeah. your most vulnerable part, right? And what do you have to defend yourself? Your neck, your nails and your teeth. I don't know. Did I watch too many zombie shows? No, we took, we were driving down to Florida and we took the back road and took a wrong turn and ended up in Ocean City like three days before Christmas. Like Ocean it, City, Maryland? Yeah, uh, Maryland or Delaware or, or whatever. It's Maryland. It's all the same. It was just a nightmare ghost town, mm-hmm. square yeah. buildings, nobody but one dude in a hotel watching something on the mm-hmm. internet. It smelled just like this poem. Yeah. I thought I got to get the hell out of here. And I was, I was like a millimeter from E on the gas tank yeah. with two sleeping kids <laughs> oh my and a Lord. wife. That's uh, I like had a to movie. convince that we were going straight to Florida and we were at the dead end. I had to back up like 50 miles. That is the beginning of a movie. Yeah. I love it. Oh my it. God. Can I tell you my very, very, very sad um, Ocean City story that is just like it only takes like a second. Okay. <laughs> um, I had this huge crush on this guy all through my sophomore year of college. I was madly in love with him. Uh-huh. And he invited me to spend a week with him in his parents' condo in Ocean City, Maryland. Fabulous. The week after classes ended. And I was so excited. And do you know why he invited me? Why? He respected me as a writer and wanted my feedback on the first chapter of his novel. <laughs> that bastard! I know. <laughs> also, Ocean City, Maryland is a ruined space for you. Go to hell, Ocean City, Maryland. <laughs> Did he get the novel published? Did he get the novel published? No, I've never oh. seen his name. He had the most amazing abs that were like, he'd been shot. We don't care about brother. the novel. Shot. And like, <laughs> these sort of scars that were really sexy. It was, it was shot really, it was himself in the stomach. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it was with like buckshot. What a catch. Like BBs. Like it wasn't oh like, you know. Oh my God. All right, team listen, awesome. Listen, let's, listen, let's listen. Take we have to get I back gotta, to I gotta, I gotta tell you guys that um, because we have four in the studio, Joe's not on a mic. And Joe, as you know, um, sometimes uh, helps us out. And he uh, just pantomimed to me fingernails and necks and teeth could also be that, um, you know, when they get that spazzy itch. Oh, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When people with a heroin addiction. Not addicts or junkies. Very good. People with a heroin addiction. Duly noted. You get an A for the day in journalism class. I'm from Baltimore. Uh, okay. So what would it mean by that vanishing point before that? How does that play into it? The vanishing point? Yes. yes. Mark the hours passing that vanishing yeah. point. No, if you, if you read it as being about addiction, right, then that it all comes down to these kinds of... Um, scratches itches um yeah i i think i i i've i've reversed my reading of too many funerals as being kind of flippant or funny and now that i'm reading it a little more literally and seeing like all of the image systems working about addiction um it kind of all comes into a different kind of focus could the vanishing point mean when you get high again like you know don't don't you nod off and then you know like so that that sort of disappearing the vanishing point 
So I read it as perspective, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I was uh-huh. quite literally on the Coney Island beach looking out at the sea. And so where the sea meets the sky and then vanishes like to my, to my eye, right? right? Like it was a moment of being period, right? A moment of being, right? Like the sort of torqued, addicted, junky twitch, right? And then the perspective is looking out, you know, from that, that's that place of standing on the, on the boardwalk to go back to Tammy, right? That initial yeah. reading. Yeah. But I don't know, yeah. right? I'm, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent confident in that reading, but that's what it's, it's happening in my, in my head and my heart right now. All right. I just want to give one last, you know, cheer to conspire in being used as a verb because it's such a great verb. <laughs> we need more poems with conspire. Conspire to meet. Yeah. Um, guys, we do have Chimor by the same yeah. fella. So Let's you feeling a vote? vote? You feeling a vote? All uh, right. So Marion's going to um, send to me. Jason, are you writing to I'm, I'm writing. Yeah, I can get back in the chat box this time. All right. So what we do now, Tammy, is we go one, two, three, vote, and we throw thumbs. Right? So it's up or down. No wishy-washy <laughs> maybes. Up or down. And, um, and here we go. One. You two, could close your eyes. It's exciting that way. Says Marion. One, two, three. I, I get dizzy too easily. <laughs> One, two, three, vote. It's in. Yay! Thank right you, on. Kyle. One down and two more to go. So now we're one for three, right, Tim? I just need the baseball, the baseball thing. One, one for three, or one in, what? Right now oh. we're um, oh. we're one, one for one. Oh yeah. One for we one. Done more than one. Yeah. Got the count is one and zero. Oh. One and zero. Oh. Okay. But we're one for one. We're one for one. Counts one and zero. Oh. I just hit my Facebook videos by accident. Oh. <laughs> now we're one for one. <laughs> Getting back off of Messenger somehow. I don't know. I don't know. But what I do okay. know is that we have another poem here from Kyle Watson Brown, and it's called Corner Work. And Tammy Polino is going to read it for us. Woo! Corner Work. I'd start with the fat veins. Work south. The empty weeping chirps of valves closing. All the gaps in discs and tremors that make me from tooth to toenail. Black on carbon black, suspended in silence. The stupid red haze of your eyelids and nothing else. Nice reading. Thank you. Thank you. The stupid red haze of your eyelids. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing. Well, and now that we've kind of focused, I mean, sort of like focused the first poem on on questions of addiction, and like this poem, I think, um, you know, kind of coming into that from there, it, it's so focused. It's mm-hmm. so gorgeous. I agree. The, I mean, we haven't gotten obviously to the third poem yet, but this is such a trilogy to me, and um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I like. Um, just as the title in the first poem gave us so much to, you know, keep calling back to as we pulled the threads from it, corner work as a title just really intrigued me because there are so many layers to that as a, as a phrase or a word, Uh um, to me, because I wasn't intimate with it as a, um, urban dictionary word first, 
I thought I was going, I thought I was going to look it up and find something about cross stitching or finishing the corner of a quilt. Oh my goodness. So I, so I had needles in my head Mm -hmm. right away, but then I suspected there was a street, you know, way of saying that. I don't know why I didn't know it as a phrase, but I looked it up and obviously it's working the corner. Um, so as a prostitute, as a, pro- or a, as, a, as, a prostitute. as a prostitute, yeah. okay. at least that was my, what I took. Yeah, away from. I assumed, but prostitute. in, but in looking up the definition, the wonder of that is that it's also a boxing term and it's the huddles yeah. in the corner in boxing, uh, that what goes on between the trainer and the boxer in the, or, or the person with the towel, you know, right, in, the, right. in the corner for boxing. So I loved that. And I'm sure we could find another one, but I loved right. that the need, the, my misperception of it having to do with needlework brought needles back into my mind because it's obviously the realm that we're in here but I could talk about this poem all day well please do (laughs) everything you're saying is amazing well the other thing about the three poems for me is that there's definitely a palette and it's mostly grays and and almost still like a washed away gray and a lot of blacks yeah. and the, the gunmetal and all of that. Yeah. So when you get to the stupid red haze of your uh, eyelids, okay, I just stupid said that like BJ Ward was here. But, the rhythm but of that, that is just amazing. But the red jumps out like when you the see those black face. and white photos, but they pick one thing yeah. to be in color. Yeah. It just, mm-hmm. it's like a freaking exclamation point on that line. And I loved it. It's unforgettable. It's right. Me. Well, and the, the way that like the sound work in that, like the D's that kind of go across the line and the mm. S and Z sounds that are kind of pulling back and forth. And like the the like the really heavy density of stresses at the very beginning and then kind of the lightness until it like lands back on that like really hard spondy of eyelids. Right. Oh my God. And nothing else. Mm. Right? Yeah. And unlike the first one, it's so clear to me where we are with this. And it makes the first poem Mm -hmm. more understandable now when you have this context that I sort of feel like they are doing almost the same thing there at the end, the shrinking down to this one point and then no point. Mm -hmm. And the the character shrinks themselves down to that point. I love the... um, the self-identification as a junkie, all the gaps and discs and tremors that make me from tooth to toenail presents this person as a vehicle for heroin. You know, they're no yeah. longer a person. Right. They're just a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. And these, these works are almost clinically unemotional. Like mm-hmm. we are not getting any sentiment other than you could argue the title in the first one, but we are not getting the sentiment and the titles do so much heavy lifting also. This yeah. reminds me a little bit of Richard Wright's haiku, how how there's such a stark lack of sentimentality mm. It's mm. Just where you have to confront mm-hmm. the images. It's that, true. It's awfully nice of the, the poet to do that. Yeah. But it also doesn't seem pornographic. It doesn't seem like a violation of anybody's privacy either, in a, in a way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like almost a making you... Putting you there almost with the needle in your arm almost, but it's not, it doesn't seem voyeuristic. I love that point, Tammy, right? Because it's yeah. not, it's not, it's not pornographic. It's, it's specific from the side, right? Like it's right. coming at it from the side and it, 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 those images are just indelibly marked now, right? The stupid red headaches of your eyelids, right? Or 
that make me from tooth to nail, tooth to toenail, black on carbon black, suspended in silence. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it creates um, the momentum for its <laughs> own images to land. Right. And right. Stunning. Hmm. You said it's working from the side or coming to you from the side. It's coming to you from the corner. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. We're done here. There's just not a wasted phrase or word. There's just nothing I would take out. Yeah. There's literally nothing. We could argue if the W should be capitalized, you know, but there's right. I, really, I, like, I do find the eccentric capitalization. Um, frustrating. Yeah. I, I was gonna, um, I don't know if we want to get, spend a lot of time on that on air, you know, but I yeah. think we should maybe have a talk with the poet about some of those capitalizations and see what, but I think for the slushies to hear it too. I think that's something that, you know, as editors, we always keep an eye to those like formal etiquette moves, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, what are the conventions of capitalization at the first word of every line? And then what does the poem choose to do? What are the rules internal to the poem? And if the editor can't actually see what the rules are, right? According to the University of the Poem, it looks sloppy. So exactly. now what, right? That's why I didn't want to talk to the slushies about it because <laughs> these poems oh. are doing that and we're still reading them. So I yeah, guess it's... Yeah. Right, I mean, right. I, I get your point. I get your point. But still, I think that's like a really important thing to say too. It's like when a poem is super powerful, right? Like a, a, a single typo isn't going to keep it from an editorial conversation, but right. the typos could, like they very well could. So keep an eye to that. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. And Tammy and I just spoke to a class and we're giving them journalism tips, writing tips, freelancer tips, all that stuff. And we were like, your work better be clean or you will be (laughs) dismissed immediately. (laughs) So that's still in my brain, I think. I did want to say, however, that Work South has two ways of being interpreted here that obviously we're Mm -hmm. going down the body and finding the veins and working our way to the feet, maybe maybe all the way to the heel. I don't know. Um, But in the definition of corner work as, you know, work in the corner, whether it's prostitution or or pushing you're working your way south so i did like that it it kind of called back to the street corner but i don't Mm -hmm. think it has to be capitalized yeah um i think we're ready to vote on this one too am i rushing it do you want to keep talking no 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 ready okay let's do it to it okay one two three vote and this one's unanimous. Woo! Now we're two and oh. Two and two? Two and oh. Two and oh. Two for two. Two for two in baseball. Or for any Two and oh in football. Two for two. That's why I can never keep it straight. 30 love in tennis. Oh my God. How come tennis is the only one with love? Let somebody look that up. Love. Why? Why is that even a score in tennis how'd that happen um mary and ren yeah i feel like you have a really strong connection today i mean i have a strong connection to you all day every all the, day all the time but all the time sorry <laughs> so listen if i get raptured though somebody better pick up the microphone it'll be me baby girl i'll jump right in okay. there all right all right get ready i'm ready i just want to know why it's called love in tennis 
I found what? out. <laughs> yes, please tell us. Because um, in French, they refer to a zero, like the way we call it an, as an O, they call it an egg. Uh-huh. And so love became love in English. Oh, oh I love I love it. As usual, <laughs> we're the dumb ones, right? Oh, well, everybody had to look it up. We so are we making, are, are no, we no, 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 no. The, the, the Americans thinking that they're hearing the word love when they're hearing a French right. word. Lazy You're pronunciation. Lazy, of lazy, lazy American <laughs> is what I meant. Not that you had to look yeah. it up. <laughs> I would have had to. No, you're right. I had the same thought. That that, it's an accident. It's love because of an accident. Right. (laughs) Mispronunciation. False cognates. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's important to think about. We all walk around like 60% of what we see is what's really happening. The rest of it, we're making it up. Right. God bless America. All right. All of us. All of us. Do I make up more? Like, is there a way? I think you make up more than the average person. But that's what makes you you, Jason. (laughs) And it's still not enough for me. (laughs) All right. So the third poem in, in this batch by Kyle Brown Watson is called Cage Light. Cage Light. Sugar blasted door frames so light you can press and drop to fly in the space where the boredom of transit makes even a wander into a mag swipe. Clogged artery anonymity of Mifflin street lamps to rest your face in bars and shadow they make for you, chilled and cold rolled and waiting for you. Are you there? What's the max oh, yeah. That I'm sorry. That was the sound of thinking. <laughs> the poem was yeah. meant by the sound of thinking. Okay. I thought maybe I raptured you. <laughs> <laughs> we went right into go. that thinking space. Right? Exactly. So cage light. Um, is that, it, does that refer to an actual light, like a, like a, like a Klieg lamp or, a, or, or some sort of technical light? Did you look up that? I did. And I just did Google images for that one. And it is any kind of industrial kind of lighting that has the cage, literally has the cage around it. So people don't break it. Uh, You know, like you see, Marion, think about contractors. Mike had a bunch of those cage lights, Mm -hmm. the light bulbs Mm -hmm. in a cage, but otherwise freestanding. Like you're Mm -hmm. carrying around the light bulb in a cage Mm -hmm. and hooking Mm -hmm. it onto poles and things. And that's why the, the, the lights cast bars and shadows they make for you, you know, across your face because the light's coming to you with interruptions. Yeah. Mm. I nice. just put up my fingers in a cross hatch pattern, you know, <laughs> on a podcast. So, so effective. They all understood. Sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I, don't, I don't, I don't feel quite the same compulsion from this one that I felt from the others. Compulsion um, is such a great word. Yes. Yeah, like, like, but like the sugar blasted door frames don't quite draw me in. I don't, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know what it means, but it's also not as, I don't know, it, it, it doesn't have, it's not that it's not inventive, like it's absolutely inventive and, and sort of, um, and I keep re- misreading things that are really dire as whimsical. But um, I don't know, like it just doesn't like the door frame. So like you can press and drop, but then it's like, but you, the door, like the door, maybe you can press and drop, but the door frame. Mm -hmm. 
I'm, See, I was on a contracting. I was on a contracting site from the get go mm-hmm. there because of the cage light. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking of cheaper construction. You know, like mm-hmm. we talk about new construction. You know, apartments that are thrown up real quickly, and you can literally push your hand through the drywall. Mm-hmm. I, I I was in a I was in a house that wasn't finished. Or a building of some kind that wasn't finished and is being made real cheaply. Because I guess I am still in the mind of people who are addicted to heroin. And therefore, I was, you know, camping out somewhere. Yeah. I might maybe in a, in a house. I'm entirely in a subway space in this poem, but <laughs> I don't know if I'm aboard it and I'm going to push the door frame and, and drop out. Or if I'm aboard, or if I'm on the platform and I'm going to push my way in, but I I absolutely think that there's a subway or a train involved in this. Um, Mag swipe is putting your card through, like mm-hmm. we did this morning on Patco and Septa. <laughs> Clogged mm-hmm. artery anonymity. The streetlands flying past. Um, uh, transit. The boredom of transit. Yeah. Um, and I like, I love that line, um, where the boredom of transit makes even a wander into a mag swipe, which means you can't even just wander. You have to become this thing that's being tracked with a piece of plastic through technology. Um, and the bars and shadows we talked about already, I, I get lost in the last line. I don't, I do feel that we're pulled back into a world of addiction with that last line, but I didn't understand it. I don't know if cold rolled is a dead body on the subway platform or if it's some drug term. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But I absolutely definitely get Metro from this. I, I, I just, I, I don't, I just don't feel the same sense of kind of um, vortex. Like I don't feel the same sense of being kind of pulled into this space and this experience um i just like i don't know just, just all of the things that were landing for me in the first two poems just don't land for me here yeah clogged artery and anonymity <sighs> lands for me but then that's it not not a lot else yeah i mean what what did you like about clogged artery anonymity that just felt kind of like <sighs> like it would have worked in the other two poems but this one it doesn't have the same like you yeah. say vortex i'm just not it's like you know the the First three stanzas don't do too much, and then I get a spike. No pun intended. Yeah, with clogged artery. I like I like the 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 sort of rhythm of chilled and cold, rolled and waiting for you. Mm-hmm. But even even that, it doesn't it doesn't have quite the same. It feels a little forced in a way that the other ones just sort of felt so effortless. Yeah. I, I, I had a micro movie, so I'm in, I'm in a, uh, I'm squatting in some kind of building. And then I move to the subway. And I definitely believe the children cold rolled and waiting for you are the drugs themselves. Joe, could you look up cold rolled for us? I think it's referring to steel. Mm-hmm. Subway tracks. Oh. Oh. Rest your face oh, in cars and shadows yes. make for you chilled and cold rolled. Waiting to take you somewhere I'm to fly into you. anonymity or to lay on them and die. 
that sounds like maybe the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Joe got it. It's cold rolled steel. Yep. I guess the waiting for you, I was just thinking of, you know, the next hit. Huh. So, right. So it still could be the read of being in this squatting somewhere and moving to the subway and just riding the rails. Mm -hmm. Right. I wonder, though, if this were um, pulled from the other two poems, we knew nothing of this poet's work. We hadn't read the two poems before this, if we'd immediately go to drugs. I'm not sure that That's we would. Interesting. The term rolled, of course, is going to make you think of drugs or, or you know, weed or something. Um, an artery, but we're taking artery in the context of the first two poems. If we didn't have them, an artery might not at all make you think of that, especially with the word transit in the poem. So I trying to not let those influence me. I'm not sure I'd go to drugs. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Uh, loyal slushies in our editorial board knows that I'm usually the militant one. Like, no, no, look at this poem as a standalone. Yeah. yeah. And um, we, we, you're right. We're very much influenced by the other two. I mean, and to be fair, if we were to accept them, they would run together. Mm -hmm. So our readers would also maybe have a context. Right. But maybe not. Right. You know, you don't know where they're going to drop in when it's online. Mm -hmm. Now, if it said sugar blasted glass or mirrors, then that would be, you know, right. different. Yeah. Um. But I, I do, th I do think that, that things are always being read against each other, and yeah. may, maybe, maybe the internet has kind of blasted that open, and there is no sort of. Maybe that's that's what I feel so unhinged by is that we just sort of seem to live without context. Yeah, but um, well, you guys, you know, I, I, do, I don't think that this 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 poem does not like it. It feels to me like reading this poem with the um, kind of imagery and image system around addiction that we were considering earlier doesn't really work. And so I don't want to use that, but I, um, it, it's just that I, I, I don't have a sense of grounding, but I don't have a sense of pleasurable disorientation. But in the other poems, when I didn't know what was going on, I was sort of like still happy to be there. Should we vote? Are we kind of at the end? Are there more things you want to talk about? <laughs> I think we can vote. Okay. Are you guys ready? I think so. Okay. All right, let's do it. Let's do Hold it. On, I'm going to fire up the engines here. Uh, I, wonder if, I wonder if anybody minds those sounds. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Okay, one, two, three, vote. Okay, this one's not going in. Mm. So, um, Kyle Brown Watson, I probably said your name in different orders every time I said it. And I apologize for that, but I thank you so much for these poems. Two out That's of so three great. ain't bad. So great. Yeah, thank you so much, yeah, thank Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, yeah, what an, you know, uh, I, I, uh, but, uh, but, 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 
I was thinking, and I didn't get it said about in olden times when we used mm-hmm. to lay out the paint and bread quarterly and be so concerned about order. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we put a lot of effort, like like albums, right? Like musicians yep. do with albums about where poems would sit next to one another. Mm-hmm. And um, and since since the internet, uh, we've we have just gone online. I mean, online. We've gone alphabetical, right? Everything's just alphabetical. Yeah. So then we mirror that in the book, and and no longer take that sort of cur- curation um, to how we present the text. So obviously poets would have all three of their poems in one section, but, you know, I just think we don't, people come at us so many different ways. It's difficult. Well, I I was also, I mean, I, I, things have gotten so much faster when I was Mm -hmm. editing a journal that came out um, twice a year. um, And I sort of wanted to curate a full issue and kind of think about how the poems work together. If I waited Mm-hmm. Uh, more than two months, the poems were gone. People were submitting yeah. with such speed. Oh, that, that happens you know, to us still all the time. Yeah, the patience that people used to have. I mean, do you. I mean, do you remember it in like the nineties? If you simultaneously submitted, like you were doing something really naughty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you really did not want to get caught doing that. And now, I mean, you know, it's it's yeah. it seems impossible to ask people not to. Right. Very few places are big enough to say don't. Yeah, right. so as long as you notify us when it goes away. Right, then. right. And we get, you know, sometimes when I'm just poking around and submittable, so many say withdrawn. You know, mm-hmm. I go to open them and the label's yeah. withdrawn, withdrawn, withdrawn. That that, that happens. Mm-hmm. Stuff gets lit out right from under us all the time. And, and you'll have poems that are withdrawn like a day after they were submitted. Mm-hmm. Two days after they were submitted. Well, maybe those aren't necessarily getting accepted elsewhere, but they realize that at three o'clock in the morning when they're drunk, they're not really as smart as they thought they were. (laughs) Or they workshopped it that one more time and somebody lopped off the last 12 lines. Right. Which is every workshop I've ever made. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tammy knows from being on Facebook, I sometimes buy things late at night and then packages come and I have no idea what I purchased. (laughs) That's the best. Yeah, it is fun. It is fun. But I've actually opened things and not known what they were even when I saw them. (laughs) Wait a minute. What do I do with this? Where does this go? (laughs) And that's still called sober. So (laughs) um, does anybody have anything that like to share about what they're reading or doing or or other exciting news? Just hit a Whitman at 200 event if you can. Walt Whitman at 200. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, I heard Mark Doty give a lecture um, about, uh, you know, kind of based on his Whitman memoir at the Brooklyn Public Library. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were having a whole festival for the 200th anniversary. And it was really wonderful. It was really interesting. Yeah. Here, down here, since we kind of uh, like to lay claim, you know, in many ways, uh, there's been a plethora of events. Um, coming out of Penn. We had a couple on campus and um, I'm actually taking part in a, in a reading a day long, well, not a day long, like a three hour reading on his actual birthday um, at city hall. And uh, just last night, Tammy um, read and fireworks were shot off at the Camden fireworks. No, no, no. 
No, it, it was. It's the gallery is the called Fire, is Camden fireworks. fireworks. It's an old firehouse. Do you know, I thought it was the actual fireworks because no fire there's so many fireworks. It they should have done fireworks. It was Camden area poets reading Whitman and responding to Whitman. And by responding, I should say it's not all positive responses either. Is like yeah. legacy is a complicated one, and there are also wonderful events at his birthplace in um, Long Island. Manhattan has mm-hmm. a bunch of cool things. Also, Pride during Pride Week, there'll be a yeah. lot of Whitman stuff. <clears throat> Upstate New York has some things. Um, and Camden has a lot more going on. They have a birthday celebration also. And also down in Laurel Springs on June 1st, that's his birthday weekend. Mm-hmm. There is a big uh, Walt Fest in Laurel Springs in South Jersey. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know any of those things. There's some things on the Delaware River, too. There's a barge with a multimedia event oh, wow. going on the Delaware River. Wow. So. Very cool. 200. I hope I live that long. <laughs> <laughs> Remember to ask for eternal youth. Yeah. You but can't not, just yeah. ask for but not in immortality. Ocean, not in Ocean City, Maryland. <laughs> and get your scans. Right. Oh, God. Yeah, that's like, that's a deal with the devil. You get eternal youth, but you have to Tim, live it out in Ocean it. City, Maryland. Oh. Tim has to bring us down. Here no. I am going, yay, <laughs> fireworks and birthday cake and yay. <laughs> <laughs> and Tim reminds us. Um, so anyhow, yeah. So um, thank you, Slushies, for listening. And uh, let us know how we're doing, what you think of Whitman, what you think of what we do here. And, um, and keep reading. Woohoo! Bye guys. Go team.